Pushkin. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases. And 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Musora is your access to online music lessons for guitar, piano, drums, and singing. You know, I love music, but I haven't picked up an instrument in years. You know why? I tell myself, I don't have time. Where am I going to find a teacher? Well, there's an answer. Musora. Musora is the place where you can learn essential skills and techniques with more than a hundred of the world's best teachers and musicians and thousands of famous songs. You get seven days totally free to try it out. And then it's just $30 per month, less than a single private lesson. Just go to musora.com to start a new musical journey today. Hi, everyone. It's Paul Muldoon. Before we get to this episode, I wanted to let you know that you can binge all 12 episodes of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, right now, ad-free, by becoming a Pushkin Plus subscriber. Find Pushkin Plus on the McCartney, A Life in Lyrics show page in Apple Podcasts or at pushkin.fm slash plus. When we first got money... I went in a meeting with my accountant who said, now you've got to invest in stuff. And I said, don't worry about it, just put it in the bank. Leave it, that'll do. He said, no, 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 you can't do that. For some reason, I believed him. And he said, what I advise you to do is to buy something like, and he said, and there's this little farm that's come up in Scotland. Ended up taking his advice and bought it uh, a bit begrudgingly. Bachelor Beetle Paul McCartney has bought a hill farm on the remote mull of Kintyre in the west of Scotland. Farmer Brown said last night, I recognised Mr McCartney immediately. We showed them through the farmhouse and they said they were delighted with it. But it was, it was falling apart, you know, it wasn't, there was nothing great about it. So I kind of left it and didn't really bother. But then when I met Linda, she just said, you know, you've got a farm up in Scotland. I said, yeah, but I'm not sure you'll like it. She laughed. She said, this is incredible. We could fix it up. I'm Paul Muldoon. 
And I've been fortunate to spend time with one of the greatest songwriters of our era. And will you look at me? I'm going on tour. I'm actually a performer. That is Sir Paul McCartney. We worked together on a book looking at the lyrics of more than 150 of his songs. And we recorded many hours of our conversations. Am I actually a songwriter? My God, well, that, that crept up on me. This is McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, a masterclass, a memoir, and an improvised journey with one of the most iconic figures in popular music. In this episode, When Winter Comes and Mull of Kintyre. When winter comes and food is scarce, Just a couple of years ago, after we'd already been having our conversations for some time, Paul McCartney was preparing for a reissue of his 1997 album, Flaming Pie. His archivists had sent him some options for bonus extras, songs which would have been recorded at the time of the original album, but had yet to be released. But they just sent me some tracks to, for consideration as, as bonus extras. And I'm listening to this one and I think, gosh, I mean, it's, it's good. I am actually thinking of releasing it. It's very sort of hippy. Almost relates to living on the farm. When summer's gone, we're gonna fly away. When Winter Comes was recorded in 1992 with George Martin at the mixing desk. It's a sweet, simple song, harking back to the time McCartney spent living on his farm in Scotland. Nestled in the heart of the Kintyre Peninsula, just 30 miles from the coast of Ireland, is High Park Farm, the 183-acre property McCartney purchased in 1966. And I was greeted by our next-door neighbour, Ian McDougall, who was very old, dour, Scottish guy who spoke the Gaelic, and was very old farmer... In a really total stereotype. He admitted to me as he walked over the grounds that he had no knowledge of farming, although he wanted to keep it as a farm. I told him that it would be all right if he put a reliable man in, and he seemed to agree. He has seemed a very sensible sort of chap. He said, you'll be the new laird. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> I could never understand him, but I've worked out the system of hanging on to the last word in the sentence. He said, you tell you it's quite the sheep. <laughs> I'd go, aye, the sheep. Right, <laughs> fine. How do you feel about the clipping? Aye, the clipping. Aye, great. When McCartney bought the property, the old wooden farmhouse was falling apart, the fences crumbling. I thought, fuck it hell. This is dumped, this place. I really didn't like it. 
He had no idea that years later it would become a cherished setting for his life with Linda Eastman, or such a well of inspiration for his songwriting. Sweet through the heather, like deer in the glen, carry me back to the day. We're only really up there because of Linda's love of it. When we went up there, she said, oh, this is fantastic. I love it. So she made me love it through her eyes. I went, oh, well, that is a fine mountain. Mm-hmm. Gosh, it's covered in heather. That's very beautiful, you know. And so we, we brought up the kids there. In the early 1970s, with the help of Linda, McCartney came to see the lush, rolling highlands as romantic and the dilapidated farm property as full of potential. After all, the thing beyond repair in his life at the time was not the barns, but the Beatles, who were mired in business disputes back down in London. I was getting called into meetings in London, in our office in Savile Row, where you would have to sit there and listen to an accountant or the manager talk about this, boring, or that, even more boring. And it was nothing that we did, it was nothing that we liked. We liked playing music, we liked making music. Like, And this was suddenly a deadly period where you actually, actually think about money and and stuff that we'd not really given much thought to. Mm-hmm. So I was going under, kind of a bit depressed at the whole thing. And suddenly Linda and I just, I don't know, we just sort of said, well, let's, let's go to Scotland. We're literally taking ourselves out of the situation. Mm-hmm. So anyone needed me, they had to ring me. Come into the meeting today. Sorry, I can't, I'm in Scotland. <laughs> And so that freedom was just, it's great. Away from the dreary business meetings and the crumbling band, Paul, Linda, their two children and their English sheepdog, Martha, started living a more simple pastoral life on the farm. They were inspired to eat more vegetarian food. Paul patched up the fences and planted trees which could grow even in the harshest of Scottish winters. It allowed me to be a man. If a picture needed hanging, I'm your boy. (laughs) If somebody needed doing on the farm, I'll do it. And so it it was very nice. It was quite a difficult period because it was to do with the Beatles breakup and everything. But it allowed me to see another side of myself. Because I'd grown up in Liverpool, not very much the handyman. I'd gone on the road with the Beatles round the world and round again. And now here I was just on a farm in the middle of nowhere. It was, it was sensational. In contrast to their busy life in London, the Highlands permitted the McCartneys to live at a slower pace. There wasn't a bath for instance, in this little farmhouse. But there was a big steel tub that they cleaned 
the milking equipment in. You know, bloody cold in the winter. And we'd run in and we'd jump in this bath, which was not easy to get in. But we were young and virile. And we'd jump in this bath and have this fantastic sort of Japanese-style bath. So those were the kind of things we were doing that I'd never done ever in my life. And it was, it was liberating. So I would fix fences. I would dig a drain. I would keep some chickens. I would plant a vegetable garden. Must fix the fence by the acre plot. Two young foxes have been nosing around. The lambs and the chickens won't feel safe until it's done. I must dig a drain by the carrot patch. The whole crop spoils if it gets too damp. And where will we be with an empty store when winter comes? I think a lot of young people dream about that today still. I sense a lot of people want that freedom. Escaping the rat race. Escaping the rat race entailed a great deal of manual labour, but the McCartneys began to relish the simplicity of their life on the farm. Um, I would get tradesmen from the village who would put the roof on, and then, then I'd paint it. I'd talk to them about how you paint a roof, it's all you need an undercoat, no, no, no. So I'd get the system and then I'd paint it. We listened to Tighten Up records, the two Tighten Up volumes. So it was reggae uh-huh. and freedom and, you know, Linda cooking, planting a little veg garden. I was just, it's pretty amazing. It was, it was fabulous. And it was just what the both of us wanted. Instead of wrangling crowds of Beatles fans, McCartney found himself wrangling sheep with the help of a shepherd, Duncan Kearns, who would look after the property when the family was away. I said I learned to shear the sheep with hand clippers. Mm-hmm. No one does these days. No, that's hard to do. It is, it is quite hard. I did about 14 to 20 in a day. And Duncan would do like a hundred. Yeah. But you know, just getting the sheep on its back is is uh, cool. And that ended up as the cover of Ram. Right. Well, that was real shearing mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did crazy things like Linda took a portrait of every one of our flock. Uh-huh. So we have this. Let's make it into something one day. It's, it's huge. Uh-huh. It's just all. All these different sheep. Uh-huh. But we, they, we were doing stuff like that, you know, because because uh, we wanted to. It, it's genuine. You know, this is how we were living. When Winter Comes chronicles the mundane chores of farm life. Fixing the fence, digging a drain. These little actions express attention and care, both for the speaker's family and for the natural world at large. So this is, it's someone like me up on a farm somewhere and he's looking after things. So I must fix a fence by the acre plot. 
Two young foxes have been nosing around. The lambs and the chickens won't feel safe until it's done. I must dig a drain by the carrot patch. The whole crop spoils if it gets too damp. And where will we be with an empty store when winter comes? So these are things I learned. You've yes. got to put a fence up or the fox will have your chickens. Uh, and you've got to dig a drain because the patch gets too wet, you, nothing will grow there. So this was me remembering that. When summer's gone, we're gonna fly away and find the sun when winter comes. I really like this song. I, I don't want to diminish it by saying it's a series of thumbnail sketches. But... That's right, I think you're right. I mean, I don't think it diminishes it at all. I think no. um, it's it's memories of actu yes. actual things, and each yeah. one makes up a nice little scene. Fixing the it fence, foxes, da, da da Next one, digging the trench, da-da-da-da, planting trees. I must find the time to plant some trees in the meadow where the river flows in time to come they'll make good shade for some poor soul in the meadow where the river flows in time to come they'll make good shade for some poor soul that was a sort of rather wistful image that i liked um, I'd, I'd i'd never planted trees before <laughs> in fact after that time i was remembering that time and talking to my roadie my long time roadie and I, I sort of said about a tree you know I sort of said well you know you you could buy a tree and what he said you can buy trees and the, the concept of buying a tree was fabulous just to see his his mind be blown by the idea because he thought no trees are just trees and they they just grow and by this time in my life when I'm writing this song, I knew that these little little one-foot things I'd planted in Scotland, and I'd planted them very badly. I just lifted a sod, stuck them underneath it, and plonked the sod back down. By now, they were bloody 30-foot giants. I, I fell into the trap that most people fall into. If you're going to buy plant a tree, it's got to be a good six foot. But then you start talking to arboreals and you start talking to, to tree people and they will say it's best to plant them little mm -hmm. but to me it was like i'll never see it grow but of course you do do you still have the house in scotland yeah oh you still have it i do yeah My desire is always to be on all of As McCartney was renovating his Scottish property throughout the 1970s, he was also renovating his songwriting with Linda by his side. Working with their band, Wings, he often drew inspiration from the Highlands, as in Mull of Kintyre. A surprise hit on the peak of the punk era, Mull of Kintyre was one of the UK's best-selling singles of all time. 
I was in Scotland a lot and it just suddenly occurred to me that there were no new Scottish songs. There were, there were lots of great old songs that the bagpipe fans played, but there was nothing new. So I thought that's an opportunity to see if I fancy it or if I can. And then it'd be canonized because the new Scottish song will have been written by a Sassanac. <laughs> I thought that's, that'd be uh, fun. Uh-huh. So, uh, long story short, I had the uh, local pipe major come up with his pipes. To the house? To the house, mm-hmm. to the, which is a very little house. And he played, and it was so loud that we, I said, let's go out into the garden, which again was a very little garden. And we just sort of, he played, and I, I got some ideas. I got what chords would work with mm-hmm. what he was playing, what key he was in. Right. Because they can't change key right so uh yeah so i i made the song and enjoyed it and they had a session up there and it was a funny evening and they loved it oh hey it's a number one hit you know <laughs> and the big memory for me that was so cool was talking about sophistication and this love of not non-sophistication was if you're in an orchestral session the musicians will count one, two, three, four, two, two, three, four, three, two, they count in the bars. But the, the Scottish pipe band doesn't, it goes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, <laughs> eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight. <laughs> Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Musora is your access to online music lessons for guitar, piano, drums, and singing. This is your chance to reignite some old musical passions or pick up an instrument for the first time. Connect with more than 100 of the world's best teachers and musicians. You'll get seven days totally free to try it out, and then it's just $30 a month, less than a single private lesson. I mean, why do we do life in lyrics? Not just because we love hearing from great musicians. We do it because we think that there is something beautiful about the appreciation of music. Don't you think we need more of that in our lives these days? That's the mission of Musora, to inspire, educate, and connect musicians. Enjoy unlimited personal support, weekly live streams, student lesson plans, it's like having a personal music teacher, only much, much better. Just go to musora.com, M-U-S-O-R-A.com to start a new musical journey today. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences 
with AI coaching tools and 5G connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. As I mentioned, Mull of Kintar was released during the punk era, when a rising Scottish melody might have seemed an unlikely hit, a significant departure from the convention of the day. On the other hand, what is more punk than departing from convention? There's this little story where Linda and I were in traffic in London, in the West End somewhere, and there was a big gang of punks who looked very aggressive. You know, the, aggress- the, the look was aggressive. No, sure. And they come sort of stomping through in those sort of bobber boots, and they come with a car, and we're kind of... You know, crouching a little bit, trying to not get noticed, thinking, Jesus, what are they going to do? You know, they're going to think we're the enemy, kind of thing. And then they notice us, oi, oi, oi. And one of them comes to the car, so I wound down the window a little bit. He goes, hey, hey, Paul, Paul, that mannequin tire is fucking great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. Through these songs, Hyde Park took on a sort of mythic quality in the public imagination. But for the most part, the farm itself remained for the McCartneys alone, allowing them to get away from public life. Did people follow you there? I mean, were there it people was so remote. It they... was so remote, nobody could get there. Uh. Nobody a couple of people did. And people would just show up out of the blue. Uh. They probably came to Campbelltown asked and someone would tell them up that road but it was, it was really hard it wasn't just a easy you had to go up that road then up that road then up that track and then over that track okay. it was very remote uh-huh. and then the photographer from Life magazine found us and I think I threw a bucket of water at him and then he said he was going to use that photo so I went oh fuck so I sort of followed him out in my land road and said look We'll do a posed one. So we did a posed one that got on the cover of Life. I think I saw, yes. But we loved it because we were totally making it up. And you think about it, we had a young baby. Mm -hmm. There were doctors in the the town. So we were 10 minutes from a doctor. Mm -hmm. But as far as we were concerned, we could be completely cut off Mm -hmm. if we wanted. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty cool. When winter comes and food is scarce, we'll want our toes to Paul McCartney reworked When Winter Comes in 2020, 28 years after it was originally recorded. It was a time when most of the world was cut off from public life in a very different way at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. When his archivists brought him the song as a possible bonus extra for the reissue of Flaming Pie, the sentiment of the song, reconnecting with the natural world, hunkering down for a season of isolation, 
resonated enough with McCartney that he decided to unabashedly release it on his next original solo album. To stay indoors When summer's gone We're gonna fly away And find the sun When winter comes And find the sun When winter comes When Winter Comes from McCartney 3 released in 2020 and Mull of Kintyre released in 1978. In the next episode... Under Milk Wood by Dylan Thomas. How listening to the radio taught young McCartney the art of creating sound images. Penny Lane. Next time on McCartney, A Life in Lyrics. McCartney, A Life in Lyrics is a co-production between iHeartMedia, MPL and Pushkin Industries. Musora is your access to online music lessons for guitar, piano, drums and singing. You know, I love music, but I haven't picked up an instrument in years. You know why? I tell myself, I don't have time. Where am I going to find a teacher? Well, there's an answer. Musora. Musora is the place where you can learn essential skills and techniques with more than a hundred of the world's best teachers and musicians and thousands of famous songs. You get seven days totally free to try it out, and then it's just $30 per month, less than a single private lesson. Just go to musora.com to start a new musical journey today. Hi, I'm Jessica St. Clair, but you can call me Jess if you're nasty. And I'm Dame Casey Wilson. We are actors, comedians, and podcasters. But above all else, we are self-appointed masters of small talk. We have written a soon-to-be Nobel Prize-winning audiobook that will shortly change the course of history called The Art of Small Talk. Now, it's no secret that, that some people don't like small talk. Don't like it. Casey, everybody hates it. Except for us. We love to chit-chat bullshit, and that's why we wrote this book. Well, it's an audiobook. You're welcome. Who has the time to read? Not me. There will be research, but not too much, because what is this, a book report? We'll also hear from learned scholars like Malcolm Gladwell and from the most important people in the world, celebs like Amy Poehler, Tony Hale, June Diane Raphael, and Colin Quinn. You can grab your copy of The Art of Small Talk today at pushkin.fm slash smalltalk or wherever you get your audiobooks. Don't forget, you can listen with your Audible and Spotify memberships too. The Art of Small Talk. How to go shallow to go deep.